Welcome to the Reinventing Education podcast. I'm Rob McLeod, not with Brendan O'Leary today. We'll be back together again very soon with another season of the show. We're just wrapping up our few weeks of summer break here. But before we get back into the regular swing of things, we wish to share a conversation that we had with Armin Sieber of the Integralis Tagesschule in Winterthur, Switzerland. Armin has already been a guest on the show in our early days. Brennan and I think the world of this guy, his school, the work that his teachers, parents, and students do together. Armin had shared a document with us called The Future Perfect, 10 Years Later, How Schools Gradually Grew into Potential Development Centers. We had a discussion about this document, and what was interesting about it is that so often in education reform or education development, we talk about what needs to change within schools. And this document was created out of a thought exercise, and Armin will go into more detail about this in the interview. But just to set the context here, this thought exercise was putting ourselves 10 years into the future and looking back at how the world around school may change. We hope you find this conversation as fascinating as we did. When discussing the development of school, reinventing education, all these kinds of things, We often show up with two premises, I think. One is school has a lot more potential we haven't tapped into. And two, school already isn't a good match for the world outside. And I'd say recently, Brennan and I have maybe been playing devil's advocate a little bit with that second premise of, well, maybe it's a better fit than we realize. But what tends to miss from this conversation is the idea of, well, how might the world change into the future that would require a different approach to education? And this is one of the first times I've seen someone in education make that leap out of the school into the world, present an image of the world in the future, and then begin to trail that back to what consequences that might have for school. So maybe just to begin, where did the inspiration for this come from? And what were you hoping to do in this document? Well, uh, when you're in, in involved in schools and school development, um, you, you tend to, to focus on what is not functioning, what, what, what is wrong, and where, how can we change? And at the same time, you, you feel helpless because you can't change. Schools change slower than churches. So I, I sometimes offer, offer to, to Swiss people, um, let's start with the Catholic Church. And, and when this uh, is, is uh, successfully done, then um, tackle the school system. So, and, and then in the same time, um, we are we as as the cool as we are we are overrun with demands now especially after this year of pandemic and uh, psychiatric uh, institutions uh, are in total overload mode we have desperate parents who are uh, asking for a school place in two years because they they think we are the only hope and th- that's not the truth, but, but it seems they are so desperate. So what can we do in order to, as a small school as we are, we, we, we can't rescue the world. <laughs> it's not possible. So 
how can we become effective? How can we encourage? And, and so the, the future perfect as a solution focused approach to, to change is one of my preferred ways. Uh, and I was invited by Integral Politics to be a member of the, the Bildungsgruppe. And I proposed, let's, before we start, let's all have uh, our own vision from 10 years backwards and then find out where, what, is, what, is, what is our common core in, in how we proceed. And maybe the diversity already in this small and, and very committed group is, is too large. It, so, so many ideas in order to be, to be effective. So let's, let's share the ideas. Well, I and I thought, okay, now I, I gave the homework <laughs> or, or I gave the idea for the homework. So <laughs> I have to do my homework as, as well. And, and it was a, a very important moment to, to, to skip on, on, on the timeline and, and all these elements, all these dreams, all these ideas, uh, without any, any critical instance in, in your brain, no scissors, just, just write it down, just, just let it go. And it was really uplifting writing it and sharing it afterwards with our team in our school as well. So it will have an impact in our school. It seemingly ha had an impact that I translated it into to English, <laughs> so, so that you felt somehow attracted to to talk about it. Uh, I think we need resources. We need uh, our confidence that it is possible to 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 adapt, to to change, to and not with the idea there is one real uh, perfect approach to to education and it's it has become broader here in europe with the movement from from nordic uh, thinkers with, with with the term bildung so so they adopted the term bildung in in english because uh, education or school doesn't doesn't cover and one of of, of the the main reasons uh, for for the, the overarching uh, goal of what I see in this uh, potential development centers is that in schools, we usually work with symptom carriers. So we try to, to mobilize a lot of energy in order to, to open up possibilities for the future of these young people, young of the students. If it would be possible to include parents as carrier of wisdom and at the same time as carrier of, of doubts and, and shame and helplessness. So to, to see that we all are on, on our path of, of learning and growing together, then we would be more efficient, definitely more efficient than only focusing on, on the carriers of the symptoms. And 
Well, you you showed you showed pictures of your son during, during the presentation, and, and you you live your life as a parent, as a father, as a family, in your way, as as you are in in your consciousness and awareness. And when I look out the window now, here we we are. <laughs> it's well, you can't see it. It's a park. <laughs> And parents are walking with their children and they're not focused on their children. They're focused on their smartphones, uh, even with the dogs. So um, dogs seem to be quite uh, patient <laughs> with their masters. So there will be an impact. There will be an impact in, in a couple of years. Uh, and. It, it won't be a desirable impact, I suppose. So how can we counterbalance, accepting that, that nowadays parents, uh, uh, people are involved with, with these uh, smartphones, with these virtual devices, and knowing that relationship is, is the root of, of confidence to, to develop and to learn, to grow, to make mistakes, and to stumble and fall and get up again. And this should apply for, for learning systems as well. They should stumble and fall and get up and learn uh, and not know the answers beforehand because no, none of us has, has visited the future as far as I know. So we don't drive the DeLorean. We have to, to stay open and to to take our own personal growth and development in focus keep it in focus and and that's that's about the reason uh, i wrote it and i i shared it maybe it's inspiring for others as well and uh, finding acronyms because in 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 education you always have to have acronyms and it's, uh, it was funny it was real fun to, to, to find some, some ways. So. Well, I wanted to ask you about that, Armin, because <laughs> how much of this, how many of the acronyms and terms are real ideas that you have that are percolating and how many of them are kind of made up or just something to like a placeholder until we have something such as the Thunberg scale and <laughs> what are some of those? Are those real ideas or are these just things to get us thinking? Uh, well, for the Thunberg scale, that, that would, that's not a real thing. <laughs> and especially that the scale is, is open upwards and downwards as well. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. Um, somewhere the, the VUCA um, uh, reinterpretation, uh, I found it somewhere in, in, in the net. So, for the A, agility could be adaptivity as well. Cocoa was was home homebrewn. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I guess for me, I wanted to I wanted to kind of see how seriously you took this vision and whether you had uh, steps that you had already kind of sketched out to get us there, or whether it was just a a dream. Well, um, at the end. I, I sat together with, with our team and we tried to find out on a 
On a scale from zero to 10, if this vision is a 10, where are we actually? We are not at zero. And, and the result was between four and six. And, and it made clear that in, in some ways we, we are running ahead of, uh, or we are trying to keep up with the development of, uh, of when I realized where, it, where we are headed and what would be necessary to, to get there, I, I reached out to, to networks in order to, to share and to learn for myself. Uh, and it's not about uh, who invented what exactly, and is, is it a patent or not, <laughs> but how can we build bridges? How can, can we build stable at the same time as uh, flexible bridges between all these uh, movements and developments and, and realizing that the sustainability development goals, mm, we all nod and we all know and we all say it's very important and Swiss people just voted against a new legislation to, to, to keep on track with CO2. They just voted against uh, banning pesticides. They voted against. So, they, so we tell other countries how to develop and our, we ourselves in a political way, the, the, the critical mass is not at the point where they understand what their decisions mean for the, their future, the future of their children. We are not at that point. We need more, uh, more moment, momentum and more invitations. And so, so reaching out to, to, to others and understanding, for example, the building is a, uh, the building movement for, from from Lene is, is is powerful. At the same time, the, only the word "building" has the danger to exclude. And and so, how can we how how can we take the energy? How can we take the the momentum and translate it so not to exclude anyone, anything around the world? And it would be. There's another movement coming from from uh, Thomas Bjorkman and others with the with the inner development goals. So, in order to to reach the sustainability development goals, we we need first inner development to understand to head. so uh, inner deve development goals are. Are more. I, I think they're in a translatable in a in a broader sense than building. But the mindset or the consciousness the behind uh, is is quite the same. I'd be curious. Could you walk us through, like maybe for those who are unfamiliar with these movements, like what would be some of the core focuses in the building community and the inner development community? What would be some of the key ideas they're organized around? Well, the the building community they had they they share a manifesto stating that building uh, the broader understanding or the the basic understanding that that the German 
philosophers uh, had uh, and never realized to, to 100 percent but but uh, the idea was there that building is is much broader than the military style uh, idea of school so so it's opening up and it, it's not um, bulimic learning it's it's growing <laughs> and it's personal development as well so this opening up and and this uh maybe uh radically changing curricula uh it is uh something that that is uh behind the the building network and, and the, the building network we is is now um preparing to go global so and on 20, september 21st there, there will be a, a global building day so far mostly the northern hemisphere so we see uh, if if we accept that the hierarchy of needs uh, is mirroring what what the, what the, our life conditions are to to talk about building uh, has some some aspects to to be fulfilled before we can talk about building innovative development movement uh, is is almost I, I think that they're, they're related and some somehow the uh, you meet uh, the usual suspects as well so it's it's very inspiring to 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 see what is happening uh without the label integral or spiral dynamics um, maybe sometimes they're they're talking of meta modern as uh, uh, reading the same books and they they come up with maybe with, with a slightly different concept where with their mondays uh, growth that matters and again it's not school it's not the the traditional way uh, uh, of learning but i see that there's uh, there's something like a gap opening uh, in the integral world so either you you see it as very important that you contribute to others to reach a second tier or you learn to accept that being human means to be uh, of a full rainbow of whatever and to understand that the next step for each and every person is different and second tier is not the goal it's starting to move towards your your potential uh, and within within these two uh, movements i see the this mindset and approach and therefore i feel quite at home there you wrote focused on switzerland in your document and i couldn't help but notice as you were just discussing that that there is a diversity of movements around the world that are emerging that do seem more similar than different certainly bringing their own unique characteristics and takes on things i'm curious do you think 10 years into the future, looking back, that we're going to see more radical systems change on a more local or possibly regional scale or, you know, a handful of countries or a handful of areas and possibly not 
in such an international way. Whereas I feel there are a lot of attempts at global movements for educational change or very large scale groups. And I'm curious, do you think some of this is going to actually go the opposite way and become more regionalized and specific to more local contexts? Well, or the other way to ask that is, why did you focus only on Switzerland? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was the integral politics for Switzerland. (laughs) Maybe that. Um, I personally, I'm I'm not focusing on Switzerland. I'm focusing on development. Uh, It's different. And I'm focusing on where can I contribute to, to meaningful change. And I don't see it in the, in, in, in the political uh, environment. I don't see it. It's about power and preserving power. And it's too slow. For me, for my lifespan, I can encourage others to, to pursue the, these, these ways of, of trying to influence. When I see a bottom up, um, inside out is the way to change the system. Uh, and we need to change and and we see um, i was in contact with with uh, teacher development in in lithuania where the, the government said within three years that they should change the polit- education system into a completely inclusive system Polls say, say that about two thirds of the teachers are already at the threshold of burnout sim- symptoms. So it's not the answer is not politicians deciding something for an already overloaded system. It's politicians to understand that uh, reducing the complexity, listening to 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 the solutions, to to the longings. Uh, and to to what what is already there as a, as a resource in in, in schools uh, would be the answer. And one one answer, one extremely uh, powerful answer I got from from an exchange where um, or a or a conference where where someone from Estonia to, um, took part. So in Estonia, when when uh, USSR collapsed, so, so they say that it was the revolution. So, so all these Baltic states had to to des- design their own education system. And Estonia said, "Well, um, the curriculum will be given only to two thirds from uh, the government, and the last third has always to be discussed uh, locally, defined." And discussed locally with parents, with teachers, with, with with the students, and this made it possible that that Estonian school systems became learning systems from the beginning. It's totally different from from the other two Baltic states, and so reducing by reducing to open up resources and and uh, confidence, and that was. That's a very nice uh, example to, to learn from, not having 200 pages. Now, the Swiss cur- actual Swiss curriculum is, is not printed anymore because it, uh, it's so huge. It's online. It's an online resource. 
<laughs> overwhelming, but competency-based. Um, yes, I think listen to to the needs of teachers, listening uh, to their longings before they abandon their dreams and, and their motivation, why they have become teachers. And as you saw, well, there, in, in my future education environment, there would be a quite a different way of becoming a teacher, not at the university as it is now, listening to how, uh, how you should teach children in, in a way that is not congruent with the way you, you teach how teachers should teach. <laughs> and again, changing universities takes some time. Yeah, in your, in your piece, you, you describe schools as potential development centers. And I know in, in your school, you focus on a, a, a system of sociocracy. And I wonder whether you could explain a little bit about how that works in your, your school right now and how that might be a part of a, a future school or a potential development center. And maybe that you talked a little bit also about how teachers would be trained. And I think you mentioned a building specialist and expert. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. connected. So yeah, could you give us a little bit of a, a glimpse into what that might look like? Well, maybe I'll start with, with, with the, uh, the pandemic <laughs> last year. We thought it, it would be important that, that students had, a, had an opportunity to, to share their, their fears, their hopes uh, in an online environment and in a safe space and, and maybe moderated by, a, by an adult person or maybe just moderated on, on their own. The girls, well, the girls wanted to start that. They, they thought it, it, this is a good idea and, and, and they invited um, specialists from, from outside to, when, when they had questions that, that arose. And when we came back to, to uh, uh, regular operation mode uh, last summer, so the boys said, we need a boys talk as well because we have questions <laughs> ourselves as well. So, okay. So in, in a sociocratic organization, you, you can have any, any kind of initiative. So bring it forward and find people who, sh who share and support your initiative and, and bring it to, to, to the school circle. And so, so they, they got uh, slots in, in, in our schedule. Uh, for for the for boys and girls talk and, and then we found out mm, no they find out um, why don't we have a live talk where we are talking about life because that's where we are going to live afterwards and we don't want it separately in in terms of gender separate so so they got a live talk now it's it's uh, it's a fourth talk it's called music talk. 
and I think uh, Rob, maybe you as well. I don't know about your musical background. That would be a place where I would have been as a student. So, so they share their music and they talk about what 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 is happening when they listen, what is alive within them, and what's the meaning of music and uh, and share. So, so these are all initiatives by the students and uh, these workshops are uh, are initiated and led by students. So. I would have liked to to take part in in the music talk, and I was kindly invited not to, to assist because they wanted to be on their own, and that's okay. So um, students are are part of, or they contribute to the school development. The parents are part of what is happening, and and now for. Uh, a bit more than one and a half years, the, our school board is included in, in the sociocratic uh, operation mode as well. So, so we can say from any part of this organization, learning can happen. Every voice can be heard. And at the same time, like the title of a, of a book is, is, it's one song. It's one song. And sometimes you hear one voice louder than the others, but it's still one song. Yeah. And for, for the teacher training, I think, uh, should start uh, like in, in health, in Switzerland, in, in healthcare. Uh, it's a way to very practical, just decide. Uh, education or building or how, whatever is your professional goal, then these go go to one of these institutions and work along with others for for one or even two years, and then start with the questions, start with your experiences, uh, and find out what is needed in order to 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 fully engage in, in, in these systems. But don't go to a, to a university to listen and to, to learn, learn by heart uh, about developmental psychology or something like that and, and never have made the link that, that it, it might be important. It might be important. And there are Swiss people in, in this developmental <laughs> psychology, very important, but never never realized that it, it has something to do with real life so first real life and then uh, go and 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 go with, with the questions and having an answer to why do i want to become a teacher first what i keep coming back to is a very um i think someone who's playing with more trying to give more credit to the current system than I have. I've definitely in the last few years been the like, let's really crap on the system as it is. Education, society, culture. I go back to one of my original points of like, there's so much more potential here. You know, I think I have this dreamer mentality that likes to escape from the way things are now. Imagine some much better future or alternative reality 
kind of inhabit there and then every now and then rudely and abruptly be brought back to what's actually my <laughs> current context, basically across every domain of my life, just to give you a quick snapshot of me. Um, I'm curious what, like your school says, you know, we're a four to a six already there. What do you see currently either in your school or in the Swiss system or other of these large, slow changing political systems? What do you see that is out there currently that you take as an encouraging sign that might point toward these fairly radical changes you're talking about in a, in a short period of time? I think um, one side effect of crisis is that uh, it, it's like stepping backwards to, to get more, more energy and running up, realizing now that systems are overloaded in psychiatry and in education and financial system, we'll see <laughs> what Elon Musk uh, just will twit, tweet. <laughs> uh, so so we, we are in unstable times and the answers, it's, it, it is be increasingly, increasingly become clear that uh, our our answers from yesterday do not apply to the questions of today and we don't know the questions of tomorrow we only know that our answers don't fit so in that atmosphere of being overwhelmed if we can generate energy to to evolve then i'm hopeful and I see it then that the suffering in 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 education system in Switzerland uh, is higher than ever. There were times when 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 we we didn't have a full house uh, half a year before the the next school year started. So because uh, well, it, there was not not a demand as it is now. And I see that uh, teachers who left our school and re-entered the public education system were able to support radical changes in these uh, schools within one and a half or two years. They changed. And we have a public school now here in, in Winterthur that, that is actually changing its structure into a sociocratic school system so it can happen but it happens one after another and it can't be directed from outside it has to be rooted on on the inside energy to and openness and maybe it's a very good idea not to change it's not to us to to decide what is the right way but to, to support people in realizing what could be possible, what could be the next step for them in their context, and if they decide to change, to support this change. I accompanied a couple of schools in, in Switzerland when, when the new curriculum were, was spread. And 
in some schools you, you, you hear teachers say, well, you know, curriculum 1997 already passed beside me. This one will pass as well. Now I know my, I just rename what uh, were the goals of, of my teaching. Now it's the competencies. So that's, I changed. And maybe it's a very good idea not to change. Maybe these are perfect teachers. You talked about it, a blue-orange teacher that, that was uh, important to you. So who are we to, ch to judge what is the best system for whom? We need increasingly adaptive intelligence systems, yes. But start with the ones who are open and share uh, and invite and do not command to change. This will be <laughs> the opposite. So, I guess yeah. um, I wonder if there are some practical steps in that. If someone's listening now and they would like their school to be become much more like the kind of place you're describing, uh, they could be a principal, but they could equally be. Um, classroom assistant or, or even a parent at the school, what are some of the practical steps maybe people can do to, to kind of move their school in that direction? I think there are, there are many first steps according to, to what, what is the actual uh, nature of the school. Um, when I listened to, to that teacher that left our school and went, to, uh, went back to public school system, he he encouraged uh, the headmaster to to open up uh, finances that the teachers can get a training in solution-focused coaching, and afterwards to include coaching as as uh, uh, an element of the task of a teacher, one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you do that, if you have the resources, if you get the resources for, to to take this this uh, this kind of connection, uh, seriously, you change the whole system. Another one is our, our team meetings always end with the so-called diamond rant. Teachers are professionals in talking about what is not perfect yet. So our diamond round at the end of, a, of every team meeting is now talk about things that, that succeeded, observations of, of uh, successful steps and, and developments. So that when you go out of a team meeting, you feel uplifted and, and energized and you are looking forward to, to, to open your eyes that next time you have something to tell in that diamond round as well. And, and if it happens, then a quarter of an hour, we, we, we reserved for, for the diamond round is too short. Then people sit there and listen to one another and share the diamonds. So this is a, a small idea for a radical change in observation. Work on what works and don't, don't share the, what, what does not work because there are multiple reasons why something doesn't work but if you feel in, empowered and in, uh, by 
sharing uh, these stories, it's, it, it can become a different world. And the third element I, I see in when I when I train with, with uh, public school teachers is the, the teacher parent student conference that that is from kindergarten up to the law school year uh, just uh, hosted by by the child which can be very, very challenging for, for both or for all person and persons involved. But, but if the child is taking the responsibility to really be the host, uh, and at the end of maybe the first uh, 20 minutes when, when your son, your daughter uh, uh, competently was talking about developmental steps and, and successes and problems and challenges. Uh, parents need some paper handkerchiefs because it's the first time they realize that school is about development and not about being judged or put in, in a drawer. And then finally, at the end of, of one hour, at, at least one hour, the student is asking on a scale from zero to 10, if 10 means this conference was helpful and, uh, and very positive and zero would be the, the total opposite. Now, the parents have to start giving a scale position and we end up usually between eight and 10. And if this is possible, you don't fear these conferences anymore because it's not uh, like a, a place where, where you judge people and, and you are being judged from others. Yeah, we, we've actually just had hours today at the school because I'm in an IB school and, the, and one of the parts of the model is the student kind of led conference. And it really is, it really is an important part of the year to wrap it up and spend some time talking. Our kids don't have an hour. That would be awesome to see if those <laughs> kids, they do about 20 minutes, which is a good start. But I, I think there's room to expand on that. But if I contrast it to what I had in England, which was I saw all the parents for like just the parents for like 15 minutes of blocks and the 30 of them in one evening. It's such a, a contrast. Um, the one thing I keep coming back to, and, and I know, um, is the unique nature that you spoke about of having differentiation based on those spiral dynamics kind of levels. Um, I, I don't want to go back. I think you gave a really good description last time around, but I'd, I'd be interested to see how they connect to this idea of the school of the future of those development centers whether it's spiral dynamics uh, or any other approach in, in adult development or, or human development i think it, it's important to 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 have a tool for self-reflection to know who you are where you are and what is triggering you in order to step back and and be open for for the the, the person uh, in front of you to accept who he or she is at that moment and to adapt to to that uh, so it's a tool to support 
adaptive intelligence and letting go of your ego. It's not about making others like you. It's about supporting growth in the other person. And spiral dynamics and the symbols we use are helpful. And it's, it's in our everyday language and, and, and it's all over the place. And we see that um, more and more, we, we already talked about that, the importance of purple has grown. So having home, having some, some like extra family experience, having a, a place where you feel rooted and welcome unconditionally in this world can, can be a key that all the other levels of above may open up. But without that, without purple uh, in, in a bright uh, way functioning, uh, we see it, it is very difficult. So we, we focus on, on that as well. So in my understanding of spout dynamics, purple is often associated with close kinship and like a magical sense of the world. And you've definitely touched on the kinship side. I'm curious if there's this piece of, like I think you've done to some degree in your paper, tried to breathe some of that magic or mm -hmm. magic's maybe like a dismissive term, sort of the mystery. Mm -hmm. of life as well, back into it. Maybe uh, the term sociocracy is a, is a very cognitive way, but at the same time, it goes down to purple. So you have rituals, you have rules. It's not based on power, but it's home. You know, you, you have a voice. So so it's finding finding approaches and tools that, that that go up and down the spiral as well it's more than school it's like family some of our students say having a personal coach that, that spends time with you every week for half an hour to up to one hour sometimes it's is is more like a parent in, in a time where you don't know who you are and who to become. And therefore, the, this can be a purple part of, uh, of your, your root in, in our system. At the same time, your, your peers uh, are a part of your purple tribe as well. And magic, why not? <laughs> Yes, sometimes we don't know why things happen, but we don't have uh, pagan gods to, to pray to. Near the start, you said that more and more parents are seeing you as your school, as the solution. But I'm curious, mm -hmm. what do you think parents are seeing in your school that is so necessary? We've touched on a lot of things, but I'm, I'm curious from their take, how are they seeing the school right now and what you're offering? If there is something like the parent and they function in all the same way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, or the most common overlapping ideas. I think um, humanism first, accepting uh, a human being as he or she is 
the longing that, that your child likes to go to school. And there is not a suffering, suffering of the whole family system. When there is hope that this could take place, then our school can be the answer. And sometimes it starts with, uh, there are, there's no homework. Yes, there are tasks, but no homework. We read books, the ho homework myth, for example. And we, we read the evaluation uh, uh, of Hattie. Now homework is not a, a key to, to success. So if your child is diagnosed with, with ADHD, whatever the, these letters mean, not one of these children is totally the same as the other one. They are all unique. So if you allow the uniqueness to be seen and to find out together with the child what is the way, the, the environment that he or she can learn, then it seems like, wow, parents say, can we come to our school? We would have loved to be in a school like that. And that's the point where, where we start to, ah, Potential development centers, yes, of course, you can come to our school and we grow together. Don't accept it because you're adult, you don't have to learn anything, or you are not allowed to learn or to grow. Just come and join us. And we offer this, these learnings to, to the parents uh, on a small scale, but about half of the, of the parents are joining us when, when we are offering elements of, of our learning and, and share, share our learnings with the parents as well. That was our discussion with Armin Sieber of the Integralis Tagesschule in Winterthur, Switzerland. If you would like to reach out and connect with us here at Reinventing Education, the best way to do so is via email. It's a long one reinventing education podcast at gmail.com all one word no periods no underscores no funny business just reinventing education podcast at gmail.com thanks enjoy your day and talk to you again soon